Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of The Grinds with your host Todd Fox on this NFL Week 4 Recap and Week 5 Prediction Show. Well, before I get to anything, I'm just going to say real quick, Matty Matt not being here, I'm trolling him with a Cleveland Browns hat and uh, the uh, old Bernie Kozar jersey. You can't see the numbers because of camera angle, but uh, for all those that uh, like the Cleveland Browns and Bernie Kozar, shout out to you guys for beating the Cowboys, so... Um, we'll get into that. We'll get into other games. He's not here for this week. He had a car accident, so hopefully we're waiting for him to be on the mend. Hopefully next week he'll be here. But for now, it's the uh, Todd Fox show for right now until he comes back. But this still is the grind, so let's get into the uh, recap and the um, you know highlights of what happened in week four. So with that being said, let's start it off real quick here. It's the week. As I get the ESPN music going. Week four highlights starts out with the first game, and this would be the Denver Broncos on Thursday night playing the New York Jets. And in this game, there was a lot of scoring by the quarterback, uh, not by the quarterback, by the Broncos and Jets, which I didn't think there was going to be that much scoring in this game. I really thought this was going to be a low-scoring, field goal, ugly type of football game. But Brett Rippon, descendant of Mark Rippon of the uh, Washington Redskins back in the day, went 19 of 31. 242 yards, two touchdowns, and three rookie picks. And I say three rookie picks, and inexperience is what led to those interceptions. I think he's going to be a pretty good quarterback. Uh, Denver has a quarterback controversy now, obviously. Uh, He looks really good, but the guy who stole the show for the Denver Broncos was none other than uh, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon rushed uh, 23 times for 107 yards and two touchdowns. Again, Driscoll got in there for a little bit, but he ain't going to be much of anything. Uh, Tim Patrick led the Broncos with receiving six catches, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Jerry Judy had uh, two catches for 61 yards, and Fant was five for 35 in this ball game as well. Um, <clears throat> getting over to the Jets, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, stats or whatever, Sam Darno, 23 of 42, 230 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. He was boring as hell as usual. I don't know what's wrong with him. He just has not taken the next level, and he's sort of stuck on stupid, and the Jets just can't win with this guy. Their offense looks pathetic under Adam Gase. Look for a change, coaching change soon because they're 0-4, and they're not getting any better whatsoever. Sam Darnold was your leading rusher. Six carries, 84 yards. Le'Veon Bell is still out with the injury. Frank Gore had 13 carries for 30 yards. I mean, dude, 84 yards rushing for Darnold. That's crazy. Jamison Crowder looks to be the only offensive weapon right now. Uh, he had seven catches for 104 yards. Jeff Smith, seven for 81. Chris Hogan, two for 23, or four for 23. But Jamison Crowder, uh, he had a touchdown and was overthrown. There's a lot of misfires on this game. Um, Darnell's just not taking the the, uh, the next step. The Jets actually kept it close for a while, but Denver made just enough plays on this game to win it. Uh, they win going away, and it's a big road win for them. They go 1-3 and three so far, first win of the season. Jets go to 0-4. That's your final 37-28. to 28. The next game <clears throat> was the Saints in New Orleans. Uh, uh, well, first off, before I get to this game, we both picked the Broncos in this one, so we're 1-0. Obviously, in the prediction show between us three, uh, we're 1-1-1 one, one one so far to start the season. So uh, we have one loss, one win, and one tie. So this hopefully... This week, I get the win over Matt as we're going for who has the best record as far as picking games during the season. So, with that being said, let's move on here. And the Detroit uh, Detroit Tigers, god dang it, why I always say that? Detroit Lions were hosting the New Orleans Saints. And this game was rumored not to be played because of the uh, 
Oh, and by the way, on the Jets, real quick, one, one last thing on the Jets. They're going to start Joe Flacco this week, so keep that in mind. Uh, they're benching Sam Darno. Uh, the Saints came into this game, and a lot of people are thinking this game might not even take place because of the fact of the COVID. There was a positive uh, c- case that was ne- later turned over, and it was not positive. So the Jets game was not, or the Lions game was not postponed. And um, the Lions kind of hoped that it was because <clears throat> the Saints came marching into town and got. Uh, two wins right here pictured was uh, Adrian Peterson rushing, rushing the football now, the full-time starter for the Lions, which is crazy. And then you had right here um, Drew Brees passing down the field, as I'm showing pictures on the video version. The audio version won't get this. Um, but anyway, uh, Drew Brees went 19 to 25, 246 yards, very pedestrian day. He had two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, New Orleans actually had a, a 14-0 deficit before scoring 28 unanswered to take a 28 to 14 lead at one point. Alvin Kamara was a star again, 19 carries, 83 yards. Latavius Murray, 14 for 64, two touchdowns. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders actually the one week I don't start him because I was trying to see if he would light it up in the absence of their star receiver well he finally does it six catches 93 yards when I have him on my bench great thank you Tracon Smith four for 54 Alvin Kamara had three for 36 so he had over 100 yards of total offense the Lions stats here were Matthew Stafford 17 to 31 206 yards three touchdowns and a pick so it is what it is. Another loss for Detroit. Detroit now drops to 1-3, and three, and the coaching uh, situation there, too. I mean, look, their previous coach had a really good winning record, or had a winning record. This dude, Matt Patricia, has a losing record, and that's uh, not sitting well with Detroit Lions fans. Adrian Peterson, 11 carries on 36 yards and a touchdown. He was their leading uh, rusher. And Kenny Galladay, four catches for 62 yards. Detroit did not do much in the second half. Uh, just some garbage points to make it a little closer, but in the end... Uh, it was New Orleans coming away with a win. They now improved to two and two again. Detroit falls to two and three. Both me, Matt, uh, picked the uh, Saints in a victory, so we're two and zero to start off on this one. And then we move over to our next game, which is our next game is the Tampa Bay. Uh, well, here let me get to the final right here. There's Camaro on the run. I'm just showing the little pictures. There's the final score: 35-29, Saints over Lions. Next game is the Chargers and the Tampa Bay. Buccaneers I was going to say the Rays there for a second this one has video highlights so let's listen in on the video highlights of this one cash in Ultraman is great Brady yes rolls touchdown it's great on the receiving end the Buccaneers continue to impress in first quarters so 7 nothing on the first drive and then the rookie Heller or Herbert comes back with a beautiful 50-yard touchdown to tie things up. Right. in there. Make it again. Herbert, deep drop, looking to uncork the deep ball. And he's got the separation. Touchdown. Tyron Johnson just elevated off the practice squad. So that was 7-7, but Tampa Bay responded. It's the play in this opening quarter. Second and nine. Buccaneers driving again. Brady. Intercepted. Picked up by Michael Davis. Actually, that was a pick six right there. Brady threw into double coverage, and the safety just read it. (laughs) Now, here's a key play right here. Right before halftime, 46 seconds left in the second quarter, the the Chargers were going to go into halftime leading 24-7. All they had to do was kneel on the ball. For some reason, they were trying to run the ball on second down with Tampa only having one timeout. Well, a quick fumble led to this. Fumble! Chargers have 
With 41 seconds left, Joshua Kelly, the rookie. Bradley's defensive unit has been the best in the red zone for the first three weeks of the season. This is a third and goal. Brady. Toss it is. Touchdown! Mike Evans! So Mike Evans' catch with uh, 22 seconds left to go in the half gave Tampa Bay momentum going into halftime down instead of 17. They're only down 10. They were very much in the football game. Chargers had all the momentum to that fumble right before halftime. That was crucial. So now we move to the second half. Grabs it for the score. Still yet to find the end zone for the Buccaneers. Had seven targets last week. Brady. Oh, perfectly thrown to O.J. Howard. Touchdown, Buccaneers! So touchdown, Buccaneers, that would make it, uh, they would have the lead at this point, uh, or they would catch up to 24-21. They later led 38-31 with 2.35 left to go. Herbert with one last chance to try to rally the troops to tie the ball game in Tampa. Could he do it? And now in seven, for LA. Play action, Herbert, deep ball, he gives it away. Intercepted by Carlton Davis. Davis has blockers. And that would be your final. Tampa Bay 38, Chargers 31. Let's go over the stats on this one. <clears throat> Tampa falls to 1-3. and three. Uh, Tampa, I'm sorry, improves to 3-1. The Chargers fall to 1-3. and three. Uh, But Herbert, again, with a nice game. 20 for 25, 290 yards, three touchdowns, and that one pick at the end. The rushing was awful for the Chargers. Uh, Austin Eckler's injury early on in this game really nullified the running game. Justin Jackson never got off the ground. Literally six carries, nine yards. Herbert led the uh, the Chargers with five carries in, on 14 yards. Uh, Jalen Guyton, one catch for 72 yards and a touchdown. Keenan Allen, eight catches for 62 yards, no touchdowns. Tyron Johnson had that one for 53 and a touchdown. And Hunter Hendry had two for 39. The Buccaneers stats, Tom Brady, the uh, miracle guacamole ice cream eating man, 30 for 46, 369, five touchdowns and one pick. Ronald Jones, 20 carries, 111 yards, no touchdowns. Mike Evans, 7 for 122 and a touchdown. That's easily his favorite receiver. Scott Miller, uh, 5 for 83 and a touchdown. O.J. Howard had that beautiful catch, 3 and for 50 and a touchdown. Justin Watson, 4 for 40. So... Buccaneers improved. They uh, came back in this game with a good second half. They scored 24 second half points to take a 38-31 uh, win. Listen, Charger fans, you may be 1-3, but you got your quarterback. Do not go back to Tyrod Taylor. That would be a huge mistake. So moving on to our next game. <clears throat> this one doesn't have video highlights. This one's the Cincinnati Bengals hosting the Jacksonville Jaguars. This one was built as uh, could he get his first win as a quarterback, meaning could the Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow get his first win? Let's see what happens. So we're all, as picking so far, we're 3-0 in this one. So in this game, Tampa Bay started off good, but uh, they would lose the lead quickly as the Bengals would come back with Joe Burrow, and they would rally in this one. There was a lot of dancing, as you see Joe Mixon right there. And the final was 33-25, Bengals over the Jaguars. Uh, the Bengals now improved to 1-2-1 and one on the season. 1-3 and three fall the Jaguars. After winning the first game, they have dropped three straight. Uh, Garner Minshew was 27-40, 351 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, James Robinson, the rookie, continues to impress. 17 carries, 75 yards, but no touchdowns. DJ Clark had eight catches for 95 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I'm not even going to pronounce his name, LaFasala Chanot Jr. Five catches, 86 yards, no touchdowns. For the Bengals, 
Joe Burrow went 25 of 36, impressive, 300 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Joe Mixon went off in this game, and that's why I showed you that picture of him dancing. 25 carries, 151 yards, 6 yards a carry, 2 touchdowns on the day. Tyler Boyd continues to emerge as a, a top receiver, 7 catches, 90 yards. He didn't get in the end zone, though. T. Higgins had 4 for 77, and uh, the rest of the receivers are pretty much uh, held under check. But the Bengals actually showed up defensively in this game. Um, Jacksonville scored 12 points late in the fourth quarter to make it close, but it wasn't really that close. The Bengals really did really good at home and held on for the victory. So our next game will be moving on here. And it was a battle of winless teams. And you kind of got the feeling that someone was going to get fired in this game. And, well, someone did get fired in this game. There's our boy right there, uh, Sean, Deshaun Watson, showing the number one fingers, hoping that he can get his first win. And, uh, well, <clears throat> didn't quite happen that way. Along with Thielen and the impressive rookie Jefferson pointing and being cocky for first downs, the Vikings hold on to a 31-23 victory on the road to improve to 1-3, while the Texans fall to 0-4. They would fire their coach right after this game. But uh, for the game itself, uh, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings held on on the very last drive because the uh, Texans had a touchdown reversed at the end. They were going to go for the uh, two to try to tie it, but the ball had hit the ground on the uh, fourth down play to end the, and end the football game. Um, Kirk Cousins went 16 of 22, 216, a touchdown. Dalvin Cook was 27 carries and 130 yards, two touchdowns. He continues his great run. He's had over 300 yards in the last two games for the Vikings. Um, then you also had Adam Thielen. What a great game for him. Eight catches, 114 yards, and a touchdown. Justin Jefferson, four catches, 103 yards, no touchdowns. Uh, Kyle Rudolph had a couple catches in this game for the Vikings. For the Texans, moving on to them, Deshaun Watson, 20 of 33, 300 yards, passing 200, uh, 200, two touchdowns and no picks. Uh, David Johnson, pedestrian, 16 for 63. Will Fuller had six catches for 108 yards and a touchdown in this game. Kenny Steele's 232 catches for 39 yards and a touchdown. Vikings fall, or Vikings win, one uh, go to 1-3. and three. Texans go to 0-4. Oh and four. and they're, I mean, look, those first four games of the season were tough for the Texans, but still you got to get one at least of these games, and they didn't. Um, and Bill O'Brien was fired as the Texans head coach and general manager. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again, it's never good to have a head coach and general manager. When you're out there trying to tell a player what to do and you sign his contracts, uh, it's it's the respect on one of the sides is going to be down either business wise or um, athletic wise. And I just think it's never going to work. So hasn't worked in the modern era. The next game was my favorite team of all time will always be my first love the Seattle Seahawks and the Miami Dolphins Seahawks trying to go to four and for the first time since 2013. They started out very, uh, you know, this game was hot and muggy and everything, but Russell Wilson did Russell Wilson things and he was awesome. The defense actually came through with a stopping the run. David Moore played outstanding as a receiver. And the final was the Seahawks 31 and the Dolphins 23. The big key in this game is they held the Dolphins to five field goals. And whenever you can keep a team out of the end zone, bend, don't break. This is easily their best performance on defense, which isn't saying much. But there's, you can only go one place from the bottom, and that's up. And Seattle's defense is getting a little better. It's getting a little healthier for their upcoming match with the Vikings, but enough, you know, hometown bias. Uh, the Seahawks, I thought, played very good. In this game, they improved to 4-0, like I said, for the first time since they won a Super Bowl. Dolphins played their hearts out but lost at home. They fall to 1-3. 
Um, Russell Wilson did Russell Wilson things. 24 uh, passes for 34, uh, or 24 completions out of 34 attempts. 363, uh, 360 yards passing, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, Chris Carson, again, they have not had a 100-yard rusher yet because they're throwing the ball. They're letting Russell cook. He had 16 carries for 80 yards and two touchdowns. DK Metcalf, four catches, 106 yards. David Moore, like I said, had a great game. Three catches, 95 yards and a touchdown. Tyler Lockett was quiet in this game. Two for 39, no touchdowns. Um, also, um, what he caught, he had a rush of about 20 yards. So David Moore had like over 100 yards uh, in total offense. And then over to the Dolphins. Dolphins, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 29 of 45, 315. The big, the big key here, no touchdowns, two picks. Uh, the defense looked a lot better. Uh, Fitzpatrick was actually their leading rushers. Six carries for 47 yards. Miles um, Gaskin was 10 for 40. So, again, they didn't do much on the ground. Devontae Parker, 10 catches for 110 yards. That was mostly because Trey Flowers was playing 10 yards off the ball. So it was just a quick slant and go. He just kept getting slants. That's what uh, amounted to his yardage. So, again, the final there, 31-23. Seahawks go to 4-0. The next game is going to have some video highlights, and that would be the team that I'm repping on my hat hat right now, my head, is the Cleveland Browns. And the Browns... Went into the Big D to play the Dallas Cowboys. When you watch that film from Seattle last week, even though you want to run the football, you've got to test that secondary. Landry looking to throw it. Going to gun it deep for Beckham. He's got it for the touchdown. The trickery from Cleveland. It's a news because Landry got a reverse pass and found uh, Beckham wide open in the end zone. It's already 7-0 Cleveland, but Dallas responds. Rashard Higgins is inactive today, so they are short wide receivers. Prescott, pressure coming, gets a block, though, stands in. Wide open, Lamb. Touchdown, Dallas. Dallas would lead at this or would tie the game. CeeDee Lamb with a nice touchdown. He's a good rookie so far. Then here's Cleveland's offense. Browns go three tight of the day has been for Cleveland. Hunt has it here. Slide to the outside. Kareem Hunt is in. Touchdown, Cleveland. Now at this point, Cleveland was winning. Would, would go up 41 to 14, and you're thinking the game's over, right? Dallas all of a sudden comes out of freaking nowhere for the like the second time or third time in two weeks or whatever. Second time in three weeks, they just come out of nowhere at home. Fielded a little bit quicker than I think the Browns would like. Prescott going for it. Oh! This one's not over yet. Now at this point, Dallas is down three points. And (laughs) they run the trick play again with Beckham, and he scores on a reverse. And Dallas' defense, good God. Mayfield on a fake flip to Beckham, and he gets away. Now Beckham has room to run. Odell Beckham cuts back. And the final would be 49 to 38, 49 spot put on the Cowboys. The Browns offense, 19 of 30 for Baker Mayfield, 165 yards, two touchdowns. Cleveland remains committed to the run. 13 carries for Daenerys uh, Johnson, 95 yards and no touchdowns. Odell Beckham had two carries, 73 yards for a touchdown. Kareem Hunt, 11 for 71. Look for him to be 
featured because he had two touchdowns. Nick Chubb had six for 43, and why? He went on the IR, so he'll be on the injured reserve list for about maybe four to five weeks. Um, so Cleveland's uh, look for Dontrell Hilliard and Daenerys Johnson to be guys that uh, you want to pick up, especially uh, Daenerys Johnson if you haven't for your fantasy. Odell Beckham, five for 81, two touchdowns. He had three total touchdowns. Uh, Landry only had five for 48, so that was Cleveland's stats. Cowboys in this game, Dak Prescott, 41 for 58 attempts. 502 yards passing. So he went from 450 the week before to 502, four touchdowns and a pick. Ezekiel Elliott, 12 carries, 54 yards, a disappointing fumble as well. Amari Cooper, 12 for 134 and a touchdown. He showed up. CeeDee Lamb, 5 for 79, two touchdowns. Dalton Schultz, 4 for 72. And Ezekiel Elliott actually had eight catches for 71 yards, so he was helping out there when he couldn't do it on the ground. But total offense given up right here. If I can go back here, hold on a minute. Uh, let's see, yeah, total yards given up 566. Cleveland didn't do much better, though, 508. So, But that's just a lot of yards given up. So our next game will move on, and that will be the Panthers and the Arizona Cardinals. This was a shocker so far on the picks. Let me go back here for a second because i got to update you guys. I, I dropped the ball. Um, Matt went with the Jaguars. I went with the Bengals, so I got a win there. We both went with the Buccaneers. So, so far, uh, out of this one, uh, and then he picked the Vikings. I picked the Texans to win. So, we both got losses in this one. Uh, we both went with the Seahawks. So, out of six games, <clears throat> we're 5-1 and one so far. Or, no, he's now out of seven games. He's 5-2 and because he went with the, the Cowboys. I'm 6-1 six, uh, six and one with the uh, Browns. In this one, I picked the uh, hometown Panthers. He picked, he went with the Cardinals, so he will fall to um, uh, what is it called? Um, five and three. I'm I'm uh, seven and one, right here. Uh, we both, uh, like I said, he went with the Panthers. On, or I went with the Panthers. He went with the Cardinals. In this game, uh, it was a shocker. Uh, Arizona got off to a bad start, and the Carolina Panthers dominated with Bridgewater and some passing. And before you know it, the little guy, Kyler Murray, couldn't do nothing, and the final was 31-21. to It really wasn't that close of a game. Uh, <clears throat> the Cardinals, just every time they tried to score, the Panthers had an answer for them. Uh, Kyler Murray, though, put up nice stats. 24 for, 30, uh, 24 for 31, 133 yards, though. I mean, if you're going to throw 24 completions... All you can get is 133 yards. That's a lot of dump downs, a lot of check downs. Three touchdowns, no picks. He rushed the ball again six times for 78 yards. Uh, Kenyon Drake only 13 for 35. I don't like my quarterbacks running that much. I just don't. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, 7 for 41. Dan Arnold, uh, 4 for 39. So offensively throwing the football, I think that's what helped the Panthers in this one. For some some reason, they shut him down because the Panthers have a terrible secondary. They improved to 2-2. Two and two. The Cardinals fall to 2-2. Two and two. two straight losses. Teddy Bridgewater, 26 of 37, 276, two touchdowns and a pick. Mike Davis, 16 for 84 on the ground um, to lead the uh, Panthers. Robbie Anderson, 8 for 99 in receiving. And Curtis Samuel, 3 for 51. So the next one, we both get a win as the Ravens and that team from Washington played. Uh, this one won't have highlights, as again, we're going to go with pictures on this one. It was just Lamar Jackson show and Haskins not doing anything. Uh, the Redskins had, no, again, no answer for him. Um, although this game was a lot closer than expected, the Ravens win 31-17. to Let's go over the stats in this one. 
And uh, the Ravens go to 3-1. and one. The Washington football team goes to 1-3. and three. That's so stupid every time I say it. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 14 for, 100, 14 for 21, 193 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Lamar Jackson, big shocker, uh, leading rusher, seven carries, 53 yards. He's going to get hurt one of these days. I hate saying it, but, dude, go out of bounds or something. I hate how many times these guys carry the football and their quarterbacks. Uh, quarterbacks don't grow on trees, people. Marquise Brown uh, was leading receiver, four for 86. This is a very pedestrian win for the Ravens. I mean, very pedestrian. A lot closer than I thought. Haskins was four, uh, 32 of 45, 314. No touchdowns, no picks, but he's getting benched. And uh, he's getting benched for reasons I have no idea, other than the rumors that he can't read a defense. But he actually put up good numbers in this game. Antonio Gibson, 13 carries for uh, 46 yards. Terry McLaurin, uh, 10 catches, 118 yards. Antonio Gibson, 4 for 82 for the Washington team. But again, they lose 31-17. Their team is hopelessly crappy. The next game was a surprise to me, too, because I thought the Rams would destroy the Giants. Instead, this game was super close, actually. And the final was 17-9. The Rams... Uh, held uh, the quarterback in check for most of the day. Um, but Cooper Cup would make a long reception to put the Giants up, or the, the Giants, the uh, Rams up in this game, and to put them away at the end, uh, to, or at least to give them a 17-9 lead. Uh, but there was two chances. They should have kicked the field goal. The Giants with about six minutes left to go. They went for it, didn't get it on fourth down. And then uh, the Giants came down again with a chance to win, but threw a pick, and that ended the game. And the Rams went dancing out of that uh, new stadium, and they win 17-9 with that penis-shaped logo. Uh, so that was that was pretty crazy. Sorry about the sound effect there. Um, <clears throat> the Rams, let's get to the stats here, or the Giants. Daniel Jones, 23 of 36, 190 yards. Again, way too many attempts for just under 200 yards. He had a pick. He was their leading rusher, and that's, again, their problem. Uh, Devontae Freeman, who they just picked up, had 11 carries for 33 yards. Daniel Jones, 6 for 45. Darius Slayton, 3 for 48. That's not going to get it done. The Rams stats weren't that impressive either. 25 of 32 for Jared Goff, 200 yards, a touchdown, no picks. Malcolm Brown rushed 9 times for 38 yards. Daryl Henderson, 8 for 21. Cooper Cup led the team with 5 catches, 69 yards, and a touchdown. This, to me, is a fool's gold Rams team. Uh, The product of the NFC West is playing a lot of cheap teams. You have the AFC East and you have the NFC East to play. And we all know how bad the NFC East is. And the Giants are now 0-4. The Rams are now 3-1. There's uh, two bad teams in the uh, AFC East. And you've got pretty much four bad ones in the NFC East. So the uh, the NFC West is going to pretty much clean up on some games. So this is just another product of that. Um, we're waiting for the Rams to play some difficult opponents. And then we'll see where they're really at. Uh, the next game... And again, we picked the Rams in this one. This one, um, I, we split. I went with the uh, Raiders, and um, Matt went with the Bills. So he picks up a win. I pick up a loss. So I'm still game ahead. And I got some highlights for this one. So a lot to handle with the defense. That looks slinging it. It's caught. Beasley for the touchdown. And he that, that was a nice catch by Beasley from Josh Allen. And a lot of people love Josh Allen more than Russell Wilson, which I still can't understand. But he is having a good start, and the Bills are off to a good start, and they led in this one 14-3. Raiders right before uh, halftime trying to get closer. probing. 
Well, Jason Witten came out of the booth to play with the Cowboys last year, and he goes to the Raiders this year and catches a touchdown from Derek Carr just inside the red zone. Here's the turning point of the game. It's 7, and he caught him closer. It was 17-14 at halftime. So right here, it's the fourth quarter, 12 minutes left to go. It was 17-13, sorry. Fourth quarter, 12-39 to go. They throw it to their outstanding tight end, who then fumbles, and this would lead to the game-winning touchdown for the Bills. Buffalo recovers the football, still waiting for a signal, and it is Bills football. I think Josh Norman got it out before his knee was down. Had to wonder about his conditioning, but boy, what a Bills debut. As he charges the football loose, gets it back to Josh Allen. He'll try to build on a seven-point lead. Allen taking a shot up in the air, and he's caught. Allen dropping a dime, and digs with a stroke of genius. It is they're connecting instead of all an opportunity. The final 30 to 23, the Bills get the road win. They improved to 4 0. A very impressive win on the road. Um, in this game, Vegas hung tight with him until Waller uh, fumbled the ball on the 40-yard line of his of the Bills. Then the Bills got the big pass from Allen to Diggs, and then Singletary finishes off the drive uh, the drive with a touchdown. The Raiders get a touchdown late in the game, but it's garbage. Um, Josh Allen 24 34 288, two touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Singletary 18 rushes for 56 yards. Stephon Diggs six for 115. The Vikings fans will tell you myopically that they're not missing him, but oh yeah, they're missing him. Um, let's go back here. Hold on. Uh, and then let's see the Raider highlights. Uh, Derek Carr, 32 of 44, 311 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Um, but he just missed on a few throws and took too many sacks in this game. And for the second straight week, Joshua Jacobs can't get off the ground. 15 carries, 48 yards. Uh, Darren Waller, despite the fumble, he had nine catches for 88 yards to lead the Raiders. Hunter Renfro continues to do good five catches for 57 yards but it's all in vain Raiders drop to two and two Buffalo goes to four and oh again Matt gets the win in this one so let's move on let's move over to the next game which has highlights and this would be the uh, Chicago Bears hosting the Indianapolis Colts let's get to the highlights of this one we actually have highlights of this one too not very many but there's highlights on this one there's the Bears logo and the Colts trying to solve their red zone problems Wait, let me show you this, though. This is Rivers right here, <laughs> and I'm going to show you two back-to-back crappy passes, and this is why the Los Angeles Chargers don't miss him, and this is why right here uh, he's just a bad quarterback. I never liked the guy. That quick pass, that is complete. To the five, to the end zone. Actually, that's a touchdown, so I take that back, Rivers. That's actually a good pass right there. That led to the first score, 7 nothing. Oh, Allie Cox. Touchdown. That's what happens when you forget where you put the highlights. Anyway, here's the two passes. This pass is actually a terrible pass, batted up in the air, and Mac should have made the interception. And then I'll show you the pass that uh, he just throws so wide. He has a receiver wide open. No one hits his arm, and he throws it into the ground. For a passing touchdown, that's an elite company. That one tipped in the air and dropped. Khalil Mack had an interception in his hands. Not the strong point of this Colts offense. Third down. Lots of time this time for Rivers and just a misfire. Yeah, misfire my ass. And then here's 
right here with the, with the Bears trying to come back. They're down 16-3 in this game. Fourth fourth quarter, 11 minutes left to go, and everyone was wanting Foles in there. They thought that after the game he had against Atlanta, but again, that was Atlanta. Colts have a better defense, and he was trying to lead the Col- the Bears down for the for a touchdown and pull them within six points, but he does this. Oh, that's over the middle, incomplete through the hands of his intended receiver, and it's intercepted. Good job, Gumble. Coming back to about the 23-yard line is... 19-11, to 11, the Colts win an ugly game in Chicago, and uh, Gumble with a great call there. It's incomplete, and the guy clearly catches it and gets up from the ground. It was clearly an interception, so good call on that one. You might want to adjust your contacts or glasses. Uh, Colts uh, stats for this one, Philip My Rivers, 16 for 29, 190 yards, a touchdown, surprisingly no picks. Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement, 17 carries, 68 yards. Zach Pascal led the Colts with three catches for 58 yards. Over to the Bears. The Bears had Nick Foles. The Bears had 26 uh, attempt, uh, 26 uh, completions, 42 attempts, 249, a touchdown, and a pick. David Montgomery and the Bears, the reason why they lost this game, no running game. 10 carries, 27 yards. It's not going to get it done. Allen Robinson, seven catches, 101 yards, and one touchdown. He is so willing to get out of Chicago, I bet. That dude is just sick and tired of Chicago losing. In this game, I went with the Colts. He went with the Bears. Um, So I get a win on him. I'm up two games so far. Um, That will move us to another game with highlights. Uh, Like I said, the the Bears pull up their first loss. Colts get their third win. So both teams are 3-1. This would be the Sunday night game. It would be the Eagles and the 49ers. And this was a bit of a shock. Um, We both went with the 49ers in this game. I didn't give the Eagles much credit. I wanted to, but uh, the, uh, the defense of the Eagles came alive in this one. And it helps when you have... Mullins at quarterback. Hold on. There's the Eagles driving first, though. Here come the 49ers, and the pass is caught by Sanders, and Sanders will go out of room to room after the 49ers hit blitz. Finally taken down by Jimmy Ward. Austin Scott is in the game. There's the or the Wentz is going to take it in for the touchdown. So Wentz scores on the drive. And for some reason, I still don't know they went for two. Now here's the Niners right here. It's eight to nothing. They have the ball. I still don't know why the freaking Eagles went for two on that first touchdown, but they got it, and it was 8 nothing. Here come the Niners. He does. With the night one of three for nine yards, and here he goes with the pass to Kittle. Rodney's run, Kittle, busting tackles, as he always does. He takes it after the 43-yard line. And so Mullins again with the start on the second down and three from midfield. The toss back here, the razzle-dazzle. Debo Samuel making his first appearance of the season. And Samuel gets the first half before Mills. Here. <laughs> trying to get outside, and he cannot. It's Jerry McKinnon. Third down and seven. The flip here to Ayuk. The rookie from Arizona State. And he'll bust it inside the 20 and the 10. And look at it. Harlow's way into the end zone. Touchdown over Marcus Epps. Did this stuff all the time. Even in practice. Watch this. That's so at that point, 
you know, I, I buke the rookie, hurdles the, uh, the uh, defender at the one-yard line, scores a touchdown. The Niners would add another touchdown. The Philadelphia Eagles add a field goal. It's 14-11. And then here's one of the turning points in the game. Got to be the guy in the first one here. <laughs> Eagles would capitalize a couple plays later. That was a fourth down and four completion to continue the drive. John Hightower. Ward goes in motion. They get to him. Going around the other side. Looking for some room, but there's none. That's Adrian Tillis. Niners defense was showing up, but this is second 18. And there's only 5.58 left to go. The Eagles desperate for a long play, and they get one. Second and 18. Wentz is going to air that deep downfield. And it will be caught. And into the end zone goes Fulgham for a touchdown. Travis Fulgham down the sideline for 42 yards. And then here's a turning point here, too. 18 to 14, 5.50 left to go. The freaking the Eagles are trying to hold on right now, but the Niners Mullins has second thoughts of a comeback because he throws it directly to the Eagles defender. From the 25-yard line, Mullins throws it is picked off and all the way to the end zone. Touchdown, Alex Singleton. And the Eagles sneak one out in Frisco, a.k.a. Santa Clara, 25-20. to Let's go over the stats in this one as they, uh, they blow the, the lead in this one. Carson Wentz was terrible. He held on to the ball a lot in this game. He only made one good play on the uh, – or two good plays, the run-in in the first quarter and that good pass down the uh, sideline. He was 18-28, 193 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Like I said, he held on the ball way too much. I was yelling at the TV, throw the damn ball, get rid of it. He would take sacks or get hit, stupid. Um, Travis Fulgham, two catches, 57 yards and a touchdown. Rodney McCloyd, uh, well, actually not Rodney McCloyd, that was rushing, uh, two, ca- uh, two, no, two catches, uh, 57 yards. Miles My- Sanders, 13 rushes for 46 yards and the um, no touchdowns. For the 49ers, uh, Nick Mullins went 18-26, to 26, two tu- 200 yards, a touchdown and two picks. C.J. Beathard came off the bench to rally for one touchdown uh, drive and then uh, not – get a chance for the second uh it was 14 for 19 138 yards no picks no interceptions jerry mckinnon 14 uh, rushes for 54 yards george kittle if you had george kittle you had a monster game on your fantasy team he probably came back and won a game 15 receptions 183 yards and a touchdown to lead all niners in that category so that was the sunday night game we move on to the boring um actually no there was two monday night games uh, so in that game, like I said, we took a loss uh, in that one. This one, we p- both picked the Chiefs in this one. Um, why wouldn't you with COVID-19 taking over? So, oh, yeah, the Niners fall at 2-2. Two two. The Eagles are now in first place in the NFC East at 1-2-1. One, one. 
<clears throat> this would be the Kansas City Chiefs trying to go to 4-0. The Eagles or the Patriots were 2-1 coming into this one. No video highlights on this game. I'll just show you real quick a couple pictures. There's the logos matching up right there, Chiefs. Uh, they started out with, uh, Br with Hoyer. And then they went to Stryholm or whatever his name is, the backup. And uh, he moved the ball a little bit before throwing a couple turnovers. There's Belichick and Mahomes. And in the end, Mahomes gets the best of Belichick this time, the final 26-10. to 10. It was a lot closer than people thought. Uh, Brian Hoyer went 15 of 24 for the Patriots and 130 yards and a pick. He also took a sack with no timeouts left when they were screaming to throw the ball out of bounds or the end zone. He cost... The Patriots' uh, field goal, and then he would later turn the ball over right away in the red zone uh, in the second half. So they gave up 10 points right away. Uh, he fumbled inside the five, I believe. So that took all momentum away from the Chiefs or from the Patriots because the Patriots were looking to take the lead at that point. Um, Damian uh, Harris did the best he could. The, the, I mean, look, credit to the Patriots. They came with a good scheme to keep this close for, for a while until their stupid quarterbacks blew it. Uh, would it have been different with Cam? I'm pretty sure the Patriots would have been more ball control in this game, even more than they were uh, to almost win the football game. They probably would have won it maybe with Cam in there. 17 carries, 100 yards. Uh, Burkhead, 11 for 45. Uh, Damier uh, Bird, uh, 5 for 80 for the Patriots. James White, 7 for 38. Uh, Pat Mahomes had a very pedestrian day. Uh, 19 for 29, 236, two touchdowns, no picks. Edwards Hilaire, the rookie, 16 carries for 64 yards. Travis Kelsey, three catches for 70 yards. He had a beautiful over-the-shoulder uh, over catch. Tyree Kill was very quiet, though. Well, very quiet for him. Four catches, 64 yards, and a touchdown. But they got the job done. The Chiefs win this game and improve to 4-0, while the Patriots fall to 2-2 two two on, uh, on the young season. Um, so then as we move over here to the next game, and that would be the other boring game on Monday, because I mean the second half of that Chiefs game was kind of boring. You kind of it was never in doubt at that. You know, once Hoyer fumbled inside the five, it was over. Um, uh, the Chiefs went on a run, and this one he had the Green Bay Packers hosting the Falcons. The only question would be, would the Falcons be able to take the lead and blow it on the Packers? Because you knew if they took the lead, they were going to blow it, but they never got that chance. Why? You can't blow a lead if you never had one. And the Green Bay Packers, well, they put it on early, and they went up early, and they were up 20-3 to at halftime, and this game was never in doubt. Um, the Falcons got a few garbage points at the end, and that was it. Basically, the Packers won this game going away 30-16. to uh, There's a picture right there of Aaron Rodgers and Matt Ryan. That would have been a great matchup three years ago, but again, Rodgers off to a good start. At, uh, Jones with a good running. Uh, Ryan on the floor. And then you see Todd Gurley there looking up at the scoreboard as he walks off the field. The final 30-16. to 16. Uh, Matt Ryan for the Falcons, 28 of 39, 285 yards, no touchdowns, surprisingly no picks. Todd Gurley, 16 carries, 57 yards, and two touchdowns. He is not a 100-yard rusher anymore. His knees won't carry him that far, and the Rams were smart for getting rid of him, not smart for paying him. Um, he still gets paid from, from the Rams this year, incredibly, and the Falcons. He had two touchdowns only because it was inside the five-yard line because that's all he's good for anymore. Um, Olamane Zakakis, eight catches, 86 yards. Uh, Havenhurst had four for 51. He's an underutilized tight end in my opinion. Aaron Rodgers just did Aaron Rodgers things, just like Russell Wilson. He went 27 of 33, 327, and four touchdowns, no picks. Aaron Jones, 15 for 71. It's kind of quiet for him, dude, especially when playing the Atlanta Falcons in that terrible defense. 
Uh, let's see. And then you got uh, Robert Tanyan Jr. He had um, six catches for 98 yards. Jamal Williams, eight for 95. It's like Valdez Scantling. These aren't household names, dude. And especially Robert Tanyan. It's like, hey, you want to be the next best receiver on the squad? You got it. And he winds up tearing it up right there, and he gets the uh, he gets the uh, the great game. So it's just pretty crazy how they could just go to their bench, find whoever, and it just works. You know what I mean? Like it's it's just weird. Um, so let's get in our picks. So before I do that, real quick here, let me load that up. And it's for the week five picks and predictions now, moving forward. So before I do that, let's go over who won here and i believe i squeak out the victory here because let's see i got uh one two three four uh five six seven eight nine ten eleven i got 12 wins this week that's not bad 12 and four matt finished 11 and five so i eke it out by one actually he finished 10 and six so i eke it out by two so i'm now two one and one now we're going to go over to his stats, and we're going to look at what he's got because he put uh, he gave me his his picks for this week. So we're going to go into that real quick, and let's let's talk about it. I'll I'll give you my little uh, my notations on the game and what I think is going to happen, and I'll tell you uh, what the picks are. So let's get to it real quick. In the first game on week five. It's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Chicago Bears Thursday night football. Thursday night football games are very hard to predict in this one. Again, Chicago with their backup quarterback, is he going to take them to the next level or are we going to see more Tampa Bay ignition on that offense? In this game, call me crazy. Call me crazy. But I'm going with the upset. I'm taking Nick Foles and the Chicago Bears to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I'm, you know, the Chargers gave them a run for their money at, at their home. I'm thinking the Bears are going to need this win. Both teams are three and one, but I think the Bears might outshine the Bucks in this one. Uh, the Matt's going, Matty Matt's going with the Buccaneers in this one. He likes Tom Brady to get the victory, but I think the Bears defense steps it up. And I think, you know, he looked terrible last week, but I think Foles is going to get it together. And I think that Tampa Bay secondary is not as good as the Colts. Give me the Bears in a squeaker over the Bucks. He takes the Bucks. We're already uh, against each other. The next game on week's five, week five schedule right here is going to be the Buffalo Bills at uh, Tennessee Titans. This game is still in question if it's going to be played because of the amount of players and coaches that are uh, COVID-stricken. But I'm pretty sure they're going to get this one in. They got the Patriots one in. Um, so this one would be... Um, He's going with the Buffalo Bills on the road. I'm going to go with your Tennessee Titans. Shorthanded or not, um, I think the Titans knock them off in this game and both give Buffalo their first loss. Uh, he's going to go with Buffalo and Josh Allen to, to continue to, to do Josh Allen things. Look, I like the Bills too. I, I'm going to be picking them a lot this year. But something about Tennessee at home, and I think they're going to take advantage and get the victory here. So, uh that's if this one's played, but uh, you know Tennessee's undefeated. They're trying to go to four and zero, and I think they're going to reach it in this game. So the next game we're going to go with the uh, Jaguars at tennis at uh, Texans, and I think when you change coaches, and especially with someone that's already been a coach, I think it's Cornell. I think it's taken over Romeo Cornell for the Texans, and you have the new coach, new attitude, and with the Jags, look, they got that one win that was nice. 
but they are what they are. They're a rebuilding team under Menchu and everything else like that. He might not be the quarterback for the future. And the Texans' offense has just been struggling all over the place. Look for them to open it up in this game. And uh, give me the Texans to get the victory on at home. And Matty Matt thinks the same. He's going with the Texans. And, uh, well, we're picking the same on that one as well. So we move on to the next game. And that would be the Bengals at the Ravens. And I'd be hard-pressed to pick against the Ravens in this one, and I'm not. Uh, Bengals defense isn't there yet. Joe Burrow's going to give them a fight for a little bit, but I think this is going to be a lot like the Washington game with the Ravens, where the Ravens let them hang in there a little bit, and then the score at the end looks a little closer than what the game actually was. Give me the Ravens to do Raven things in this one and pick up the W. He thinks the same thing. So we'll move on to the next game. And the next game will be the Carolina Panthers at Atlanta Falcons. This one's a tough game. Could be a trap game because uh, in this game, the Falcons are winless 0-4. Carolina, they know each other. They're 2-2. I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers and Teddy Bridgewater to get that third win. I know know they don't have McCaffrey. Uh... I don't know, man. Just yeah, just give me give me the Panthers. Um, you know, I know the wide receivers are so good, and that secondary of the Panthers is just terrible. But they showed up last week, so we'll see. You know, I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna take the Panthers only because Matt's taking the Falcons, and I want to see another disparity in our picks. So let's see what happens in this game. It's gonna be interesting in this game. Uh, like I said, uh, he's got all those weapons, and then you have uh, you know without McCaffrey. Panthers put up some points, so we'll see what happens. But he's going with the Falcons. I'm going with the Panthers. That'll move us on to our next game. It'll be the Raiders at Kansas City. And I wish this place was packed with fans. There should be at least 20,000 fans there. But I love traditional packed houses with Kansas City. It's a nice place to watch a football game. And whenever these two teams play, I know that old cliche about throw all the records out when these two teams play each other. It is truly like that. It's a natural rivalry. They hate each other. I just like the jerseys, the bright red, you know, with the white pants against the silver and black. And it's just a good, you know, silver and black and white, you know, whether it's at road or home. It's a good look. And um, he's going with the Chiefs in this one. I'm going with with, uh, I'm going with the Chiefs as well. Uh, I think it's just not the time yet for the Raiders to shine. Although they put up some points, this is a tough loss, but I think they're gonna. this is going to start them on the right roll for later. So give me the Chiefs in a squeaker or at least a 7-10 point victory. I don't know what he's calling this game, but I just know he's riding with the Chiefs. Um, the next game will be a stinker. Cardinals, Jets. Give me... Kyler Murray in the cards, and he's going to go with the cards as well. I kind of wanted to go with the Jets in this one, but uh, I just can't see it. I, I really I really feel that the Jets, uh, even starting Joe Flacco in this game, they're not going to put up much of a fight. They don't have Le'Veon Bell. That team's in disarray. Cardinals, I, I know, have lost two games that they felt they should have won against Detroit and then also against Carolina. And they're sitting there at two and two. When they feel they should be four and zero, oh, well, they're going to get their third win and prove to be three and two. And then you got these guys. Jets will fall to zero and five to continue the misery of New York football. That would be the next game right here. Will be Philadelphia at Pittsburgh. Um, no surprise, a Cowboy fan being Matty Matt picks the um, 
Pittsburgh Steelers to get the victory. I'm actually going to go against him and go with the Philadelphia Eagles to go to 2-2 two and two and 1 because I believe that was a big road victory against the Niners. The Niners are a better team. I think the Steelers are, are getting lucky with their victories that they've had recently. Give me the um, – give me the uh, – what do you call it? The um, – Eagles to do good on the road again and pick up pick up the W in this one. So again, we uh, defer on that one a little bit. So let me get back here to the picks because I gotta pull that up there since he's not here. So we both split on that one. Now the next game would be the uh, Los Angeles Rams and that penis logo going against the Washington Football Team. And uh, it's safe to say right here, I'm gonna pick the Rams. And uh, so is he. He's going to go with the Rams. There's not much to talk about in this game. Haskins has been benched in this game for, I think it's Campbell or something like that. He's going to quarterback. So don't look for the Redskins to do much in this game. Although the Giants gave him a, a fight in L.A., this is not going to be like that. The Rams have – look, the, the easiest part, like I told you, in the, the NFC West has gifted a lot of easy games. This is just another one right here. So we both take the Rams. The next game will be the 49ers and the Dolphins. And this is my upset special. I don't think Garoppolo is going to play, and even if he does play, give me Fitzmagic and the Miami Dolphins to pull the upset. Matt thinks he's going to go with a safe pick in the 49ers, but this is in Miami, and it's going to be another hot and humid Sunday and an early game for the Niners. And you know what? This is a test game, and I think the Niners aren't going to be able to match up with the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins will take a pick apart that secondary and give me the Niners to lose this game. So interesting. I'm picking against him again. Next game will be the Giants at the Cowboys, and uh, it's easy to see that uh, he's going to pick the Dallas Cowboys regardless, and I'm going to do the same. Even though they played terrible on, on defense all year, they're playing the Giants, man. Giants are crappy, and I'd be shocked if Daniel Jones goes off against the Cowboys. They have a terrible, and I mean terrible, offensive line, the Giants do. So look for the Cowboys to get uh, some sacks in this game, and uh, this will be a sleeper. If you have a defense on by, pick up the Cowboys and play them this week because this will be one that I would go for right here. Uh, so right next game would be uh, Broncos at Patriots. And uh, I thought long and hard about this one. Pause. Um I really wanted to go with the Broncos. I'm thinking Cam Newton will be back. <sighs> you know what? I'm going to go against him again because I got that one-game lead. Give me the Broncos over the Patriots on the road. Give me Rippin's uh, son or cousin or whatever he is, nephew, to take out the Patriots in Foxborough. Um, <clears throat> Newton or not. I think uh, the Broncos have the defense to stop the Patriots. He's going with the Patriots, obviously, so that's another one we go against each other. That'll move us on to a really good football game, very underrated in the Sunday afternoon slate. That is the Cleveland Browns hosting the Baltimore – yeah, right – hosting the Indianapolis Colts. This is a really good football game. Both teams are 3-1. and one. Phillip Rivers is off to a pretty good start. It's going to test that Cleveland secondary, and then the Colts are going to be tested against that great running game. The Cleveland offensive line is really good. The passing game's gotten it together. Baker Mayfield off the play action. Rivers off the play action. This one's going to be a bit of a shootout. Give me a 27-20 victory for the Cleveland Browns. He's going to go with the Browns as well. So we both go with the Browns on that one. That's going to be a good football game. Then you have the Sunday Nighter, which is the Minnesota Vikings playing the Seattle Seahawks. I actually have been trolled a lot by my friend Carlos from Skull Gang. 
he's been telling me that uh, you know that one victory over the Texans, which was a winless win against another winless team, uh, they get their first win. And uh, you know they, he's been bragging about Jefferson, the rookie. He's been bragging about the uh, the running back uh, for the um, what do you call it? Uh, he's well, hold on, I'm getting another uh, thing. I can't keep getting these stupid advertisements. Um, so anyway. He's been bragging about how good uh, Jefferson is and their their running back and whatnot. I just don't buy it. Uh, I know who their quarterback is, and and the Seahawks are, are my football team, and they're second against the run this year, uh, least amount of yards given up. Their their passing issues have gotten better at least in the last week. I don't think they've improved greatly, but they're going to have Dunbar back. They won't have Adams back in this game, but other than that, they're going to be pretty much healthy. Um, but I do like how Seattle's offense is just dialing it up left and right. I think they can attack that weak secondary of the Minnesota Vikings and run the ball on them as well to keep Cousins off the field. And I think they can get just enough pressure to hurt the Vikings. Uh, they're not going to you know, play awesome defense like they did in 2013, but they're going to do just enough to get it done. Cousins will get some stats in this game. The receivers will get some stats, but they ain't doing nothing on the, on the ground. Give me the Seahawks in a 10-point victory at least. And that's the same thing with uh, uh, Matt. He gives the Seahawks a nod in this one as well. The final game on the docket for Week 5 will be the throwback to Breeze's old team. It will be Los Angeles Chargers playing the New Orleans Saints. Um, He goes with the Saints. I go with the Saints as well. Um, The Chargers will keep this one close. It will be another good stat day for Herbert, but I think the Saints just do enough. The wins will come for Herbert at some point this season, but just not this week. Uh, Breeze and company really need this win to stay keep, uh, keep pace with the uh, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And if the Buccaneers lose, they could tie them. But if they don't, they got to try to keep pace to stay back because they don't. That division can get away from them quickly with Tampa Bay's schedule. So those are your games for Week Five in the NFL. So with that being said, said a quick recap of the games is in store for you. Real quick, hold on a minute. Let me just pull, pull this up one more time. So as I play this out one more time, we'll just go over a quick recap. Uh, he went with the Bucks. I went with the Bears. Uh, he went with the Titans. Or I went with the Titans. He went with the Bills. We both went with the Texans against the Jaguars. We both went with the Ravens against the Bengals. He picked the Falcons. I went with the Panthers. And then uh, we both went with the Chiefs against the Raiders. We both went with the Cards against the Jets. Uh, we actually split. Uh, I took the Eagles. He took the Steelers. And then we both went with the Rams. And then the upset, uh, he went with the Niners. I went with the Dolphins at home. And then we both went with the Cowboys. Shock. And then we split on this one as well. I went with the Broncos. He went with the Patriots. And then we both took the Browns against the Colts. And then we both took the Seahawks at home against the Vikings. And then we both took the Saints against the Chargers. So that's your recap for the week and everything. Uh, Hope you enjoyed the NFL uh, recap and highlight show. Tell a friend. Hook us up. Like and subscribe to our page. Under the grinds, we do a lot of football. We're heavy on the football. So with all that being said, you guys have a good rest of your week. And enjoy week five as it starts tomorrow. The NFL, it's back.